When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, you guys, we have a very fun episode for you. We get into lots of topics. I, I think we uh, we cover quite a lot of ground, Lauren, don't we? We cover quite a lot of ground. You guys, our favorite blondies, we do talk about them a little bit. We get into Gwyneth. We get into Taylor. Mm-hmm. We also chat Dave Portnoy, his recent comments regarding Kim Kardashian going to the Taylor Swift concert and what he would do you know, if he was Taylor and Kim ever showed her face at the Eras tour. We also detail Lizzo and the accusations against her, as well mm-hmm. as our remarks and condolences about Justin Trudeau and Sophie Trudeau's divorce. Yes, that dissolution. So anyway, you guys, Jenna, what did you think? Did you think this was a fun episode to record? I loved it. I, th- I thought it was great. I think we literally got into almost everything under the sun. And honestly, I felt like it was a really fun episode. So I think you guys are going to love it. Listen to the end because at the end, we do have a fun little announcement or a Mm -hmm. fun little reminder. And with that, you guys, thanks for being Pop Apologists. Enjoy the episode. Well, well, well. Hi. Hi. Greetings from Montauk, New York. Oh my gosh. Another vacation. Chandler. I know. I'm a glutton and I so far could not be more in love with Montauk. Really? Okay. Yes. Tell me more about Montauk because I feel like my only initiation with Montauk was the delicious affair on The Affair. Okay. It's funny you say that because I did make the friends watch the first episode of The Affair last night and I have forgotten (laughs) how intense and frankly sexually explicit that pilot episode is. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Multiple times had to say like, I've kind of forgotten how intense this is (laughs) Um, on every level. It's very intense. But yes, the the show The Affair with Dominic West is set Mm -hmm. in Montauk and it's a great show. Okay. So let me, let me back up. I, yeah, this is where I'm going to sound really annoying. I've been to Nantucket. I've been to Martha's Vineyard this Mm -hmm. year. We decided to do Montauk and I would say that Montauk is so far my favorite of the East coast beach destinations. (gasps) Okay. What? I'm sorry. I'm like going to pee my pants for different reasons. Okay. Nantucket was my favorite and still is favored for certain reasons, but (laughs) I think that Montauk has a lot more shopping and slash like East Hampton, which is like the neighboring town. Mm. So like Nantucket has pretty limited shops, but they're great. They're very quaint. But like, for example, here there's a, these are not shops that I regularly go to, but it it is cool to have like these types of shops, but they have like Gucci and Prada and Mm -hmm. Chanel and like, I don't even know how you say, but like Loe or whatever. Loewe. Loewe, yeah. So it has like a lot of beautiful shopping. And then if you get further down into really the end, which is what they call it, uh, Montauk, it's more quaint and it's a little bit more neighborhoody, I would say. I don't know. So far, mm. I just really like it. I definitely now like I understand the draw here. And it's it's like more you of understand a why, beach town. 
Emma Gansett is so fucking expensive. Excuse me. No, literally. Yes. Yes. This is with the tower. How do you pronounce it? I don't know, but like it's all about like we were shopping around Emma Gansett yesterday. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. That totally makes sense because all the shopping there is very cool. Mm -hmm. I mean, like very, very cool shopping and food places. Every shop that I went into, like the prices were about four times what I would pay, (laughs) what I would pay at the top end of my budget. Like I went into a vintage store yesterday where no t-shirt was sub $120. I honestly, I yearn for the day when I have a black American express and I just spend money like it's nothing, like it's Mm -hmm. water, like Mm -hmm. it's just endless. It would be easy to do here. I didn't know that this is where she lives. I fully understand. And I think yeah. like this is more, I would say, of an understated she-she, whereas Nantucket's just full she-she. Okay. Whereas I would say, yeah, Amagon said I didn't, is Who knows very, very cool. It. Yeah. It's beautiful. So yeah. yeah so far Glenith loving it. and Blythe have a house on Amagansett. So that's some fun facts, which actually brings me, Chandler, to my mm-hmm. pop apology of the week. Okay. okay. So this segment, everyone, is basically what Chandler and I apologize for being obsessed with. And also, in the words of our father, we actually don't apologize for we it. We don't apologize. Um, maybe the Reddit rabbit hole we've spent 30 hours on. Whatever it is that week in pop culture, in life that we are obsessed with, and we feel the need to give a non-apology for. So this week, I want to tell everyone that I apologize. I give a pop apology for all of my Gwyneth apologism on stories. So Chandler, you can't see our stories right now because you've deleted oh, Instagram, right? What is going on? <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry. I'm like, I'm barely on it. I'm barely doing anything. But I was chatting about Gwyneth. Okay. And I was comparing her as a talent to the mm-hmm. likes of Sophia Ritchie, to the likes of Hayley Oh, Bieber. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And I was Basically saying that when we're talking about Nepo babies, there's a huge variation in terms Mm -hmm. of privilege, but also talent, output, professional achievement. And I'm less interested in people that are like just influencers with brand decks and teams of professionals behind them, like Mm -hmm. born into extreme wealth, than I am in aka normal influencers like us, people with actual constraints, people living normal lives, and also people like Gwyneth who didn't always have everything. Right. So anyway, I want to tell well, actually, that. Did Gwyneth have, I feel like Gwyneth had everything from the beginning. Well, see, that is what a lot of people said in the DMs. They were like, Lauren, how could you say that? She was the daughter of a director, right. a famous actress. She went to private schools. She had it all. Here's the thing about Gwyneth that I want to say. This is my Gwyneth apologism, apology for the okay. week. Gwyneth when she dropped out of UCSB, her dad said, that's fine. Enjoy. But, and this is a, you know, I've read a direct quote from her. So this is not okay. just like my own fan fiction. Okay. Her dad said. <laughs> <laughs> Which we would gladly write. <laughs> For sure. Oh my gosh. Gwyneth Paltrow erotica is fully something I should probably, you know, put Honestly, on my list of to do. Yeah, that's, that's untapped for us, but we could certainly pen it. There would be no sex in Gwyneth Paltrow erotica. It would just be like her dancing on the beach of Montauk, being poured a, a magnum of champagne over her head naked. Or it would be her in her kitchen or spa, like enjoying the <laughs> finest and most expensive of all Erewhon products. Oh my gosh, that is what I would... Yeah. Anyway, so... When Gwyneth dropped out of UCSB to become an actress, her dad said, that's great, but we're not going to help you at all. And she says she was like, yeah, right. So apparently, though, he was like, no, for real. And she got a job as a hostess at a restaurant. 
Really? Yeah. She got a job as a hostess at a restaurant. She said she would walk to Starbucks because it would save on gas. She literally like was not supported at all by her parents. And she said, I've never taken a dime from them since. <gasps> yeah. And so she got roommates. She saved on gas to walk to Starbucks so she could get her $5 coffee. I mean, relatable. Literally. Yeah. And she like fully has had a normal job. She's fully had to earn her own money. And one time apparently she was super down and out and she called her dad and was like, dad, I am broke. Can you please help me out? And he was like, you're welcome to come here for some dinner, but (gasps) no, this is fan fiction for us. I don't know why I know this. Well, A, maybe because she always speaks so highly of her father. I just assumed that it was a David Foster situation, not to compare, you know, oh Bruce Paltrow to David Foster, but, you know, that there was a gravy train associated with their love. And the fact that this is a bootstrapping tale, I mean, as if I could love this woman anymore. As if you could love her more. But here's also what I want to say. Apart from that, let's just say that we want to ignore that very real mm-hmm. part of her history, okay? Right. And we want to rewrite history to that she's just always been handed everything. She still had to perform well in an audition. She still right. had to win that Oscar totally. on her own. She's a gifted actress and gifted entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. That is not the same as Hailey Bieber. That is not right. the same right. as Sophia Ritchie. As right. much as I think those girls are fab, I'm just not as intrigued by them. And that's what I don't apologize for this week. I would even say Hailey Bieber is an entrepreneur road oh but for sure. more, all of all of them sophia richie pales in comparison she's not even I'm in the sorry, same though. league in my opinion i'm just gonna say it it's fine if you create a huge business or a brand it's great no matter what sure but literally these are white labeled products right celebrities mm-hmm. just slap right. their name on right they put their own branding totally it is not real. It is not like Hailey Bieber has her own formulas, allegedly. Totally. There is variations of white labeling and white labeling is fine. It's a way people do business. Right. It's not a problem, but it's just like, I'm sorry, but I am a hundred percent sure that this business started in the lap of luxury and excess mm-hmm. and money and teams. And totally. it was not like she had to bootstrap and go on Shark Tank or whatever. Shark's supposed to call it Shark Daddy. It's not like she had to go on Shark Daddy <laughs> and beg for money to no. start her skincare business that she created out of her house. Like, I'm just not that impressed. Absolutely. No. And I, I think I think Haley Bieber pales in comparison to Gwyneth Paltrow. Let me make that extremely yeah. clear. I, because I think Goop is a truly, truly successful yes. like venture. You know, it's more than just a skincare line. It's, it's everything to me. It's a Netflix show. And on top of that, she's a very talented actor. Yes, exactly. And last thing I'll say, if your business started with a team of professionals creating a brand deck mm-hmm. for you, right? then I'm just not as impressed as everyone like us who had to get scrappy and do it all by ourselves. Okay? Okay. So I don't apologize in the words of her father. I do not apologize. Lauren, thank you for that diatribe. I have been renewed in my faith in Gwyneth Paltrow and I continue to worship um, at her feet. I guess my apology for the week is I don't apologize for obnoxiously summering on the East Coast. And as you shouldn't, okay? I honestly think if we learned anything from Barbie, which I didn't completely hate everyone, it's that as women, we should revel in our excess and we should stop apologizing for it. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Okay. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. We have a lot on the docket and we need to maybe stop talking about Gwyneth Paltrow so much. That was maybe a note we received. (laughs) We did get some learnings back from our network about one month in particular where all of our episodes were heavy with Gwyneth Paltrow content, like all four episodes of the month. There was one month last year where your data, your your stats actually went down. And it just so happened to be the month where you had four back-to-back episodes about Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> we were like, oh, we, we did? What's funny is that was just straight up not intentional. Not intentional at all. Lauren, the wall behind you, it's quite barren. What's going on there? <laughs> you know what? I find getting things framed to be very stressful. And so I've just never done it. I don't basically have anything framed in my home. And it's sad for me. It's very sad, which is why we are so lucky to be sponsored by Framebridge right now. Yes, I am so excited to correct this wrong in my life. What's so great about Framebridge is for other people also intimidated by a gallery wall, if you go on their website, you can just very quickly, easily upload like five photos or whatever it is, and they will send you different dimensioned, cute frames, beautiful, sleek, modern, so you can just hang your gallery wall and it's good to go. They make it very easy on a layperson like yourself. Everyone, see why Framebridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or a local Framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything. That's framebridge.com. Lauren, as we made our descent into New York, you know, from our beloved Guana Island trip, Mm. I got excited thinking about coming home to like my more simple routine food, like my Mm. clean simple eats protein powder. Yeah. I feel like it's such a good staple because the protein powder, if you blend it with ice and water, you got vanilla frosty, essentially. If you like the simply vanilla, if you get chocolate brownie powder, you've got a chocolate frosty. You could do the mint chocolate chip. You got a thin mint frosty, or you just dissolve it in milk or water. And that also strangely tastes really good like chocolate milk it's a super fast easy quick snack also i just love that the ingredients are clean they're grass-fed it's 20 grams of protein for 110 calories it's just the best protein powder out there everyone go to cleansimpleeats.com and use the promo code pop apologist for 10 percent off that's pop apologist for 10 percent off cleansimpleeats.com pop apologist for 10 percent off so chandler This week, Mm -hmm. I feel like you have a lot of hard-hitting news that you need to deliver. Yeah. So I want you to take the floor first. Um, What do you want to talk about? Well, let's get into major news that broke last week about Lizzo, all right? Okay. Lizzo has been accused of sexual harassment by three former dancers, all right? And um, this has been formalized in a lawsuit. Um, Okay. So to be extremely clear, Lizzo has been accused of a hostile work environment, sexual harassment, and false imprisonment, which is kind of a big question mark. So Lizzo, her dance captain, Shirlene Quigley, and her production company, Big Girl Big Touring, were all named in a lawsuit filed by three dancers who had worked on the artist's 2022 to 2023 tour. These dancers' names are Crystal Williams, Ariana Davis, and Noelle Rodriguez. And they all allege that Lizzo and Quigley, her dance captain, sexually harassed them and created this hostile work environment. They also accuse Quigley of religious harassment and Lizzo, whose birth name is Melissa Vivian Jefferson, of disability discrimination and assault. Quite the charges. I mean, isn't Lizzo, and I don't know that much about Lizzo. I think I the only song I know about her is like To Be Loved. 
I'm, I'm sure I would recognize more, but I've never yeah. really deep dived into the Lizzo discography and canon. Anyway, isn't she like famous for being very accepting, like very mm-hmm. all about women, very all totally. about body positivity, confidence, like owning it. Uh, yeah. This is especially shocking news because she is like women champion. Yeah. I mean, you can understand, I think, why fans would be correctly feeling betrayed here because it's like, I thought this was everything you stood against. Right. So let me, let me just say that when I first heard this, I kind of thought, okay, this is a cash grab. I can't imagine Lizzo exactly what you're saying. This just goes against everything, you know, you believe we and know I about think, this woman. Right. And I think too, I know that this isn't correct, but I think it's always shocking when we see female sexual harassment. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I know it happens, but it, it's just it definitely always a little happens, shocking. Yeah. Definitely mm-hmm. happens, but it's, it's just always more shocking. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. So let me, let's get into it. So the dancers allege that while touring with Lizzo, the singer exposed them to quote, an overtly sexual atmosphere and pressured them to attend outings where nudity and sexuality were a focal point. And they said that dancers who attended these outings seemed to have greater job security and favoritism. And there's one specific event that is cited, which occurred in Amsterdam. And I I guess I'll say this is a pretty graphic retelling. So if you have sensitive ears or if you're not interested in hearing about this, you know, skip. But basically, this event took place at a nightclub in Amsterdam's red light district. Are you familiar with the red light district, Lauren? I have never been, but I've heard all about it. Yeah. So the Amsterdam too Serena Joy to go to red light district. I also remember on my study abroad when we were in Amsterdam. I think a, a few people went just to kind of check it out. Like, I mean, and I, I didn't go, but I've just heard, you know, there's like women in windows who are oh, sex yeah. workers and it's the sex district is what they call it. I think um, if I go through like an anthropological phase, I would go to the red light district just to like see humanity in various states. But for me, it's just like not something that I, I don't really want to see that. Honestly, on a very, on a lighter or on a smaller level, I guess I'll say, I think sometimes Las Vegas has this energy, obviously. And it kind of sometimes makes me sick to my stomach and just feel sometimes kind of sad. It doesn't necessarily give me the most warm and sex positive feelings. Right, right. So while they were in the red light district, they went to this particular club that has a live sex show. All right. And part of that sex show involves bananas. And part of the show was these performers inserting a banana into their vagina. And these dancers allege that Lizzo pressured them into participating with those performers in a way they didn't feel comfortable with. And I'll let everyone, you know, infer in their own way what that could have entailed. Okay. Well, I'm just going to cut to the chase here because I did read a few articles about this. Mm -hmm. And can I just explain what happened? You can't. It literally makes me like I'm embarrassed to even say it because I, yeah, say it out loud. It's my Mormon upbringing, but I'm like, oh, I don't want to say that out loud. Okay, so please, this is your moment. I'm sure everyone's learned to turn off pop apologists if children are in the car or, you know, use your trusty AirPods. So assuming no children can hear this, so leave a beat to turn it off. Please turn it off. So what happened, what they allege is that in these sex shows, there was like a banana coming out of one of the sex workers' vaginas mm-hmm. and literally Lizzo pressured her employees to eat to take mm-hmm. a bite of that banana coming mm-hmm. out of the sex worker's mm-hmm. vagina. Like one by one. That is the most degrading thing right. I have ever heard of. 
it's degrading if it's coming from your employer and you don't want to do it. It's fine if you want to do that. But if this is coming from a person of power telling you to do that, I mean, that is where this is just so beyond reproach (laughs) and it is really disgusting, frankly. I'm sorry. I had a little chuckle because can I tell a quick story? I mean, I guess. I don't know where this is going to go. All I want to say is that I think that when you're an employee, a lot of times like boundaries get blurred as friends slash bosses. And it can become very hard, especially when you're on offsites and especially when things get a little rowdy to not feel a lot of pressure Mm -hmm. to maybe do something you don't want to do. And I remember there was this one time I was on this work trip to China and I had this really hilarious boss and I like, no, this story, I'm not talking shit or anything at all. But I had this really hilarious boss. And what he had done is there was some like Chinese businessman that he wanted, he was kind of like wanting to impress. It was a funny part of the story. He had his friend who was like this, this Utah rock climber friend who happened to be in town and also worked in manufacturing. He had this friend come to the dinner and pretend to be also someone who wanted to invest in his business. So that way, like, it just seemed to this Chinese business person that this, like, you know, there was competition here of who's going to get in the round or whatever. So that part was hilarious. But then also this Chinese business person, we were in China. I think I said that. He brought this wine and it was called Mao Tai. It's a rice wine, excuse me, hard liquor. It wasn't a wine. It was like a rice wine, hard liquor. And he poured it for everyone and it tasted appallingly gross. It tasted like nail polish remover. Okay. And all I remember is that this investor that my boss wanted to impress kept pouring this liquor and I Mm -hmm. kept drinking it because it would have been rude to stop. Right. And my point being is like, I didn't want, and I, I remember I've never been more hungover or felt more disgusting in my entire life after getting completely wasted on this Maltai, but I could not have said no in that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The investor's there. He's pouring it. It's a gift for us. Right. So rude to say no to gifts in China. So High anyway, pressure. I just, I fully understand being in a situation and that's a, on a small scale where you're like, I don't want to put this in my body anymore, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I can't not. Right, right, right. This will be wildly uncomfortable if I say no. And not only that, but there will be ramifications. Repercussions. I won't be invited to the next fun Mm -hmm. dinner. I'm not going to be part of the inner circle. And it will have impact. And so anyway, that's just a small scale thing that I experienced. So I completely relate to these people. So one of the accusations against her dance captain is religious harassment. And this is because I guess the dance captain, Sherlyn Quigley, like, was rude to some of these dancer backup dancers Mm. for being quote non-believers and if you go to her instagram she's very very religious and obviously there's nothing wrong with being highly religious but you cannot bring that into a professional work setting and then criticize people for not sharing your religious beliefs like it's definitely like lines were being blurred left and right right absolutely and okay so Now I'm going to get into some people who have come forward who are not a part of this lawsuit who have backed up these stories. All right. Mm -hmm. So Lizzo's former creative director, Quinn Wilson, showed support for Davis, Williams, and Rodriguez. Those are the um, people in the lawsuit. Uh, And she wrote on her Instagram story, I very much applaud the dancer's courage to bring this to light. And I grieve parts of my own experience. I'd appreciate Mm. the space to understand my feelings. Courtney Hollenquest, who also used to dance for Lizzo, took to Instagram to applaud the plaintiff, saying, I'm not part of the lawsuit, but this was very much my experience in my time there. She wrote this on her story. 
And, okay, continuing on, director Sophia Nahali Allison shared on her Instagram. So she was traveling with Lizzo all around because she was filming a documentary all about the singer. But she walked away after two weeks. And so she wrote on her Instagram, she said, I was treated with such disrespect by her. I witnessed how arrogant, self-centered, and unkind she is. I was not protected and was thrown into a shitty situation with little support. My spirit said, run as fast as you fucking can. And I'm so glad I trusted my gut. I just think that like it's one thing for one person or two people to throw out some allegations. Mm -hmm. But when all these people are like sounding the alarm and saying this is correct – is so bad for Lizzo, her brand, everything. Right. I also want to say these people are publicly coming forward. They're not a part of the lawsuit. They mm-hmm. don't stand to necessarily gain anything gain by anything. coming, for, coming yeah. forward. Exactly. Also, these are people who knew her in different capacities. This mm-hmm. is her creative director. This is a documentarian or a director. And this isn't just like backup dancers who she mistreated because she, you know, th- she was in a, a position of power over them. These are people who worked with her on in all their different ways, corroborating this story. Here's also what I want to say. These people, they all are in the business of working with people like Lizzo, right? Creative right. directoring for celebrities, right. doing, you know, they're employed by celebrities. So they don't really want to be on the record having slammed a former right, right, person right. that they've been, you know, paid by. Mm-hmm. Because why mm-hmm. does the next person want to take the risk on this mm-hmm. loud mouth? So these mm-hmm. people are putting their necks out a little bit. Absolutely. So I want to get into Lizzo's apology. And I want to begin this apology regaling with a quote from my favorite writer, Hunter Harris. Okay. And she says, quote, whenever the notes app is opened, critical thinking has closed, end quote. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's so true. And it's so good. What's Uh, the notes app apology is just so tacky. It's like send it to a graphic designer, please her other theory about notes app apologies is that they're always written by talent. They're not written by PR agencies, which is why they are such a mess. Mm, For sure. I love it. I'm going to read Lizzo's apology. All right. Okay. Okay. So buckle in. These last few days have been gut-wrenchingly difficult and overwhelmingly disappointing. My work ethic, morals, and respectfulness have been questioned. My character has been criticized. Usually, I choose not to respond to false allegations, but these are as unbelievable as they sound and are too outrageous to not be addressed. These sensationalized stories are coming from former employees who have already publicly admitted that they were told their behavior on tour was inappropriate and unprofessional. I am not here to be looked at as a victim, but I also know that I am not the villain that people and the media have portrayed me to be these last few days. I'm very open with my sexuality and expressing myself, but I cannot accept or allow people to use that openness to make me out to be something I am not. There is nothing I take more seriously than the respect we deserve as women in the world. I know what it feels like to be body shamed on a daily basis and would absolutely never criticize or terminate an employee because of their weight. As an artist, I've always been very passionate about what I do. I take my music and my performances seriously because at the end of the day, I only want to put out the best art that represents me and my fans. With passion comes hard work and high standards. Sometimes I have to make hard decisions, but it's never my intention to make anyone uncomfortable or like they aren't valued as an important part of the team. I'm hurt, but I will not let the good work I've done in the world be overshadowed by this. I want to thank everyone who has reached out and support to lift me up during this difficult time. So that was time for her. 
a few things I want to note here and talk about. The only thing that she really directly denies is firing or criticizing employees based on their weight. Okay. That's the only thing that she like kind of addresses head on. And then I think the other real like issue with this apology is that she says, I'm very open about my sexuality, which seems to Mm -hmm. like sort of dismiss these sexual assaults or sexual, you know, harassment claims. And I think that is something that a PR agency hopefully would have like red X'd or like blacked out in in this draft of an apology. That's like literally admitting guilt. (laughs) Right, right. I'm very open with my sexuality. I just think at the end of the day too, this is, it's very long. It's a little bit all over the place where she's like, I'm hurt. These people were, you know, publicly have already come forward and said that they were inappropriate. There's nothing more important than the work we do as women or blah, blah, blah. And so I think she is kind of going all over the place with like semantics to try to deflect from the actual issues. And if I were her PR agency, I would have had a much shorter, much tighter statement. Also, if I was her PR agency, my entire statement would have been taking accountability and apologizing because it's like she's already admitting guilt in this notes app apology. Mm -hmm. And then beyond that, I'm sorry, but people... The path of atonement, right? Like the the way that people forgive is when you mm-hmm. actually take accountability for your right, actions. Right. I mean, look at like someone like Louis C.K. He's back mm-hmm. in business. He is fully going. Most people don't get canceled forever. And so right. I think that if Lizzo wants to resurrect her career as fast as possible, she needs to just straight up apologize. Totally. And say, I think that I got to a place where I thought certain things were were appropriate Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I forgot and didn't really let it sink in that this power dynamic was there and I am so sorry and I should not have treated my employees with this disrespect and like my friends you know what I mean like there's a way to do it that makes it much more kind of understandable but also takes accountability I think too people would to some degree understand that lines can get blurred when you're traveling Mm -hmm. with people, when you're drinking in excess, when you've, you know, been with them for years. I mean, I've said and done inappropriate things and yeah, we know you, Lord knows you have. (laughs) The last thing I want to say before we move on is I think it's also hilarious. And Hunter Harris called this out as well, that she says, I am not the villain here because I think that is like not the contrite spirit that you need to have when you're being accused of these things. When you are the leader of this organization and of your production company and of your dance captain, to say I am not the villain here is just, I think it's extremely immature and short-sighted. Well, and also it's like, you should say it's been quite a journey to become what what I am today. And in Mm -hmm. my head, I might think of myself as just a fellow girlfriend, homie, can shoot this shit, can say whatever I want, can say inappropriate things because these are my friends. Mm -hmm. And I have become so misguided in the way that I have used my power, you know, not recognize my power, et cetera, et cetera. Like, I think there's a much better way to say it. And so absolutely. And what an idiot. At the end of the day, she's in charge of everything. The buck stops with her. It's her responsibility to make sure that everything from her down, you know, is handled professionally and is, is done above board. And so for her to say, I'm not the villain here is terrible. Yeah, it is terrible. Okay. I just want to say when I was saying that I've said inappropriate things, like I've said inappropriate things at work as an employee. I don't think I've ever said inappropriate things as an actual employer. Um, But as an employee, I might have gotten like too rowdy, said things that were inappropriate, which is very different. Yeah. No one's perfect. 
Okay. So should we get into other topics, Chandler? Mm -hmm. Yes. Can I talk to you about a product that you love, that Courtney loves, and that I love? Please. Early bird CBD gummies are so phenomenal, everyone. They are the perfect 2.5 milligrams of THC and 12.5 milligrams of CBD. So this concoction, it gives you the warmest, gooeyest feeling. They have the magic formula. I love the watermelon flavor. That's my favorite. I also love using them when I know I need to get a good night's sleep and I can sleep in. You guys, we love Early Bird CBD so much. We reached out to them to see if they'd be interested in sponsoring the show because we were like, these products, these gummies, everyone needs to know about them. We're going to tell them about, about them anyway. So maybe we can get paid to do it. And honestly, we just cannot recommend them enough. We have a link in our show notes. You can go to earlybirdcbd.com. Use code POPAPOLOGIST20 for 20% off. Earlybirdcbd.com. POPAPOLOGIST20 for 20% off. Do yourself a favor. Try the gummies. They ship to all 50 states, everybody. You got to try it. Earlybirdcbd.com. Hey, hey, it's Donna from Daily Dose of Donna. Every weekday afternoon on the Daily Dose of Donna podcast, I cover all of the reality TV and celeb gossip and breaking news. I'm a former TV casting director. My husband works in reality TV, and I live for the housewives, the sister wives, the southern charmers, and the summer housers. And let's be honest, all of the drama. I'll give you a day's worth of celebrity and reality news weekday afternoons in just under an hour. New episodes of Daily Dose of Donna post weekday afternoons and are now available in video on Spotify. Subscribe to Daily Dose of Donna. That's D-A-N-A on your podcast app. Okay, Chandler, let's take a minute break from this episode and chat Casita Jewelry because I am so, so excited that they are a sponsor this month. I was just admiring how beautiful we both look in the long dangly earrings. Like, come on. Okay. The long dangly earrings, I will do a full diatribe on Instagram why they are perfection. Yeah. All I will say, they're a perfect way to have a statement, a statement earring while also being dainty. So anyways, I just want to say this month, everyone, acasitajewelry.com, you can get 30% off. 30% is huge. That's a huge discount. On jewelry, yes. especially. Yeah. Fine jewelry. Also, she has vacation jewelry. So jewelry that's way less expensive mm-hmm. that you can wear and not worry about so much. Um, so there's tons on the site. There's stuff of all price I mean, ranges. My tennis bracelet is also included in this. You can get your tennis bracelet, diamond one carat tennis bracelet for around $1,400. Like that's crazy. Originally $2,100. I think I need two. Yes. I think I need to buy another one. I think you do. The exact bracelet I gave Chandler for being my maid of honor. It's just like our friendship bracelet, essentially. I have one too. And so if you want a diamond tennis friendship bracelet like the Pop Apologist, go to casitojewelry.com. Pop Apologist. Use that code for 30% off. This is only during August and it's while Mm -hmm. supplies last. And the last thing I'll say is that this jewelry brand was started by my friend Sara and Sara truly has the best taste in jewelry of anyone I know. She's just, she's curated the most amazing collection. And so you really, if you go there, you're going to know that everything is on point, on trend, but also like really unique and special. Yeah. Yeah. My diamond snake huggies are on there. Diamond tennis bracelet. So much good stuff. So anyway, you're welcome, everyone. 30% off. Use code <laughs> Pop Apologists. So everyone, you are welcome for this beautiful, truly stunning, I I would say, jewelry discount. Go to casitajewelry.com. Use code POPAPOLOGIST for 30% off. You're welcome. You're welcome is right. 
Uh, all right, Lauren. So you may have seen that our favorite girl next to Gwyneth Paltrow, Taylor Allison Swift, mm. handed out $100,000 bonuses to truckers, totaling $55 million. Can you believe that? Okay, so I saw a TikTok by a girl. Was it her uncle? I think it's her uncle. Her uncle is the lead driver. The lead driver. So she texted to verify. He did not get a $100,000 bonus. He got a $200,000 mm-hmm. bonus. Mm-hmm. And I just think like, oh, it's so special that she did this. It's so cool. And one of the things I saw someone wrote online that I really agreed with is that most of these people that work in these professions, they are not used to a $100,000 bonus. No. They might get a five or a $10,000 right. bonus. So this is life-changing money for them. This mm-hmm. is money that can kickstart or hugely enrich their retirement. Right. This is money that can build a pool for their grandkids to swim in. Mm-hmm, this is mm-hmm. just like true, real life-changing money. Right. And it is so heartwarming. Yeah. So wait, did you see what that girl's TikTok also said about the what all the truckers did for Taylor? You can share that because I can't remember exactly. Okay. So the gal on TikTok, her name is at Kate Mess. So everyone can look it up. But yeah, like we said, her uncle is the head driver for the Eras Tour. And basically all of the truck drivers on the last day of her tour before heading to LA for all those SoFi Stadium shows, all of the drivers went out and clapped as Taylor's limo drove out of the stadium. And then Scott Swift, okay, Taylor's father, Then called her uncle, the lead driver, and said, Taylor is sobbing. Thank you so much. She is so touched. And then the bonuses happened like within a few hours of that. And Taylor gave them all handwritten notes, also included a wax seal, which Joe Peacock said was a little (laughs) over the top, but (laughs) she is nothing if not over the top. She's our queen of cringe. Okay. Literally. And we just love her for it because we all have that cringy girl inside of us. And I'm obsessed. I know. I know. And I think, yeah, like, oh yeah, it's funny. The, the bonuses were no joke. And each check came with a handwritten thank you note from Taylor and a corresponding tax document. Oh wait, like because they had to to pay taxes on a a big bonus. So, well, I'm sure that came from her legal team. I'm Mm -hmm, sure she mm -hmm. was not like, you know, let's also hit them with the taxes. Right. And so many people will be like, oh, this is a big tax scheme on her part. So she doesn't have to pay. Wait, she would still, she would still get to keep half that money. So that's so funny that you say that. I was at a coffee shop the other day. I haven't told you this yet. Oh my gosh. I do keep some secrets from you. I was at a coffee shop getting a latte with Ben and the two baristas were talking about Taylor and they were saying, oh, you know, like I'm saving up. I want to go. She just released more dates. I'm getting on the whatever waitlist or pre-order, whatever. And this older gentleman, probably in, you know, late fifties, early sixties said, he goes, oh, this is just her way of, you know, getting rid of some of her wealth, offsetting her wealth or some, some tax term for basically like right, giving away right. your money. So you don't have to pay taxes on it. And I was just like, you know what? That's a really sad way to look at the world and, um, hurt people, hurt people. And I, you know, I had actually left the coffee shop after that because it left such a bad taste in my mouth and I didn't want to get into a heated discourse with this man. I, I would have started screaming at that guy. I know. I, I know. So unhinged. That's the difference between you and me. It's like, I would have said something. I would have gotten into a physical fight. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I truly have said this before. Your opinion about Taylor Swift says more about you than it does about Taylor. And the fact that this is the takeaway for some men is disgusting. 
here's what I want to say about this. There's mm-hmm. actually very legal ways to pay little on taxes. One is to create a church, okay, and funnel a bunch of money through your church, which is probably illegal if, if someone actually does this, but it's super shady and people do it. Let the record state, if Taylor Swift were to start a mega church of some sort, a la Joel Osteen, I would join. I would buy the we tapes. Would I would join. There. Mm-hmm. And we would want mm-hmm. her to keep all her money if that's what yes. she wanted. <laughs> but anyway... <laughs> I also want to say that you can create foundations, you can create charities, and these are tax exempt. Why do you think Bill Gates, why do you think the Obamas have foundations? Mm -hmm. Now, all the money is supposed to go towards the betterment of society, whatever, whatever. I'm not a tax attorney, but there are ways to keep the money, way more of it. Right. And basically say like, well, I'd rather be the person making the decisions on how this money is going to get filtered down rather than the government, which I'm not Mm -hmm. always going to say is the worst idea. Maybe Bill Gates and and Obama are better. Does Taylor Swift even have a charity? Oh, you know who has a church? Kris Jenner. Kris Jenner has a church. She does? Yes. Oh my gosh. You didn't know this? No. Kris Jenner has a church. It's open for an hour and a half. Every week on Sundays, it's not even what? where her kids go to worship. Her kids go to Sunday service and that other church that Haley Bieber goes to and Justin right. Bieber. Mrs. Dow Jones has a whole reel about it. This has been this is known information. This is there hilarious. is a church that Chris Jenner owns, and what is believed and alleged is that the the daughters give ten percent of their income to it mm-hmm, pre tax, mm-hmm. and it is an interesting thing that Chris Jenner owns. Wow. Okay, yeah. That's fascinating. I also think it's interesting that that really hasn't been featured on the show. Of course it hasn't. Mm-hmm. Do you think that when you have an alleged tax shelter, right. you're like, let's make an episode about how we're cheating the IRS. I, it's just, it, it's crazy. That is, I had no idea. They've done a good job of hiding that. Also, this is all alleged and could be totally mm-hmm. false. And we were talking about public figures under our First Amendment rights. Yes. I did receive a DM from a former employee of the Kardashians. Okay. okay. These employees allegedly are underpaid. Fully believe it. Don't have benefits, mm-hmm. are just treated terribly. Yep. One employee told me the story of being ridiculed at a dinner by two for of what? the for I can't say because it was all like, okay, please don't share. So I need to just keep it that opaque. But I just think that when there's smoke, there's fire. And sometimes the fire are the flames of generosity. Um, Our jewels getting melded in the furnace of Taylor Swift to bejewel her truck drivers with Mm -hmm. 100 grand or 200 grand. And then there's the fires of hell that (laughs) some smoke comes out of. And those could be the DMs coming to us from former employees of the Kardashians. Right. You know, it's just interesting. Like, I know Tree Payne is an expert at her craft, but Tree Payne is Taylor Swift's PR person and has been forever. But I think it's interesting. There is no, there's really no stories of Taylor Swift being a terrible person to work with. No, no. no. She's a truly kind-hearted woman. Yes. One thing, one quick thing I, I forgot to say about Lizzo that I think is very okay. telling, okay? Mm-hmm. Beyonce, basically immediately after all these accusations came out, Beyonce has a lyric in one of her songs that references Lizzo. She changed the lyric while performing it, which goes <sighs> to show that, that maybe she knew or that, you know, I, I think that there would be another way to remain neutral, to maybe remix the song, but to change the name is pretty telling. 
it's absolutely telling that she chose mm-hmm. to do that because she could have mm-hmm. just sang the lyric. Right. But I think right. choosing to to change the lyric and mm-hmm. actively performing a different lyric. Right. That Chandler is standing with the plaintiff and not the yeah. defendant. Beyonce wants to be on the right side of history. As Case we. closed. Speaking of cruel summers and Taylor Swift, mm. but mostly cruel summers. This is the summer of divorce, Lauren, as it's been called, as it's been hailed. Mm-hmm. And we are seeing another union dissolve, another mm-hmm. dissolution. And that is of Justin and Sophie Trudeau. I have to tell you, this is so embarrassing. And this is why no one should care about my political opinions. Yeah. Because I fully, when I saw this on the outline, I was like, oh, isn't that the guy who married his teacher? And so when I went to get the scoop what? on You didn't on know who Justin, Justin Trudeau, Trudeau was? I did, but I just, I don't know. I just thought- as a connoisseur of male beauty i knew who justin trudeau was but i didn't know if he was the one who was married to his teacher or i didn't know much about his marriage who's the guy who's married to his teacher emmanuel macron is married to his 25 years senior yes the president of france is married to his teacher okay who okay she's 25 years his senior and fully was his teacher there's a funny quote he says, she wasn't really my teacher. She was my drama teacher. <laughs> hilarious. Drama anyway, teachers everywhere are offended. Are rejoicing at the ability, right. I guess, to sexually harass with impunity. Anyway, right. sorry, I've interrupted you. In the style of Lizzo, he took to a notes app uh, announcement. Oh, gosh. To, okay. To talk about um, their separation. And this is really sad because they've been married for, I think they got married in 2005. So what is that? 18 years. Mm-hmm. That's, that's pretty long, you know, I'll say. And oh, it's, it's very long. It's very, it's very long, sad. especially to be married to someone in a really high pressure job. Um, mm-hmm. And they have several kids. His dad actually was also the prime minister. I don't know if you knew that, but you know, and the, he's talked about how their marriage has had their ups and downs. And I, I kind of thought maybe there's more to this story. Potentially, was there cheating? Was there an affair of some sort? And I couldn't really find anything that spoke to that, um, anything of substance at least. And it just looks like this is another situation where just a potentially just a dissolution. And in a Giselle and Tom Brady, where perhaps it just became too much. Maybe you're just over being married to the guy with the very high pressure job. And you know, I think that. Not to say that she's the reason that they're going to get divorced or anything, but I think it would just be extremely exhausting to be married to someone in that position. And I don't know that I could do it. With all that being said, it's very sad. I, I hate to see the summer of divorce, but I will be devouring any and all content of their love lives moving forward. I've always had a big crush on Justin Trudeau. I think he's very handsome. And you know, I, I'm interested to see who he dates next. And I hope she maybe she retires to Vancouver Island a la Pamela Anderson. I don't have a crush on Justin Trudeau because I think he's a little weasel. Um, and that's okay. all I'll leave it. <laughs> I don't know anything about his politics. I know I know he's liberal, but I think he's a he's a snack. I think that he is just like so not a man and so does not stand up for truth and just so just like says whatever the party line is. And it's just I'm like I'm it. sorry, but Justin Trudeau, all his God given good looks go out the out the window for me. And anyway, but I do want to tell you that there is a blonde Chandler in high power that could potentially be interested in Justin Trudeau, unlike me. Okay. Who? 
Taylor Allison Swift. Oh my god! Because apparently Chandler. What? Justin no. Trudeau. No, I'm serious. This is a rumor. This is a full rumor. Justin Trudeau tweeted, don't skip Canada, Taylor, please, <gasps> on your era's tour. And that is why she announced the six dates in Canada. Okay. And there are rumors swirling that there is flirtation going on oh between the gosh. two of them. This is the simulation is moving too fast. That's all I'm I have sorry, to say. But I think Taylor Swift at this point in her career and where yeah. she is at needs to date world leaders. The only people worthy of her are people who rule nations. I agree, but it's funny you say that because you think he's a weasel. Do you think he's worthy of her? No. Oh, I mean, is any Trudeau, man? Is any in, man? In physicality, maybe. Sure. But unfortunately, Justin Trudeau might be just Taylor's type and whatever. We'll see. Okay. I remain bipartisan for on Taylor's behalf for this Thank new you. relationship. Thank you, Lauren. One thing I just want to note, Justin Trudeau posted um, in April of this year, a birthday post for his wife that I found to be very sweet and honestly did not tip us off at all. He posted a sweet photo of them hiking where they both look you know, lovely and natural. And he said, happy birthday, Sophie. From this to this and everything in between, there's no one I'd rather have by my side. I love you, Mon Amour. Well, it just goes to show you that Instagram is bullshit. Literally Except all for my fake. Instagram. My Instagram and is mine. totally real. And mine. <laughs> no, but kind of real. Anyway, I need to turn our attention to a different topic altogether. Is that okay? okay. Can we move forward? I think so. All right, Chandler, I want to chat with you about Dave Portnoy. He recently mm. on his podcast or a podcast, I'm not sure, Barstool stands, don't come at me, but he was on the mic recently. Okay. And okay. he had a lot to say about Taylor Swift performing in Los Angeles and the potential of a Kim Kardashian in the audience. And I really, before I get into this, I need to refresh yeah. everyone's memory on the mm. history between Taylor and Kim. Okay. There is a there is history. There is absolutely history. Okay, so to refresh everyone's memory, in case you were asleep for the past five years, we're just gonna yeah. talk about this really quick. Taylor's reputation era, it really began and was spawned by Kim Kardashian calling her a snake and a liar mm -hmm. on social media mm -hmm. and posting all those snake emojis. So here's how this really happened. In 2016, Kanye released the song Famous, mm -hmm. and there was a line in the song where he rapped, I feel like me and Taylor might still have sex. Why? I made that bitch famous. He's referencing when he stole the mic, right. when she won Best Music Video, and was like, no, Beyonce should have won. If you don't know about that, please talk to your therapist. <laughs> literally. I can't. I literally cannot. Anyway, cut to a few years later. And Kim Kardashian and Kanye West, they released a documentary about Kanye's mm -hmm. music. And as part of that documentary, they basically show Taylor in her own voice agreeing to this song lyric and yeah. saying that it's like cool and totally fine with her. And this is what Kim told GQ. She said that Taylor gave her blessing and even came up with the lyric herself. Okay. Here's my question. Let's talk about this lyric for a second. I feel like me and Taylor might still have sex. Why I made that bitch famous. I mean, Jenna, what pen do you think Taylor wrote this out of? The quill, the fountain right. pen, or the gel, the sparkly gel ink pen? I think it's the, it's the sparkly gel ink. This totally <laughs> sounds like her. This is, this is who she is at her core. This is how she thinks of herself. 
Absolutely. I could have recognized that as a Taylor Swift lyric any day. Any day. Um, anywhere. Anyway. So the reason people felt so betrayed watching Taylor and listening to Taylor in her own voice saying this lyric was fine was because the same year that the song was released, Taylor won album of the year at the Grammys. And in her acceptance speech, she basically made this impassioned speech talking about how men will try to take away your accomplishments, take claim for them. Mm -hmm. And you should never let a man do that. Really pointing the finger at Kanye and obviously implying that she did not approve of the lyric. Also, her friends took to Instagram in all various ways, her celebrity friends condemning Kanye and this song. And so the message from Team Swift and her camp and Taylor herself was she was the victim of being objectified in a horrific way of this lyric that was really degrading. And so that was what Taylor's story was. And people were all on that train until this documentary came out and people we're like, wait, is Taylor who we thought she was? Right, right. Or is she or did, bullshitting us? Right. Well, and didn't we learn that the lyric was different, that Taylor thought the lyric was different? Well, okay. So not at the time. At the time okay. when this came out, basically Taylor, she just went silent because everyone, they felt so betrayed. I turned on her. I turned on her too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It is one of the things that I right. will have to live with every day of my every life day. that every I day. turned on Taylor Swift when this happened. Yeah. And yeah. also that I did not consider the source Chandler because the source was the Kardashians. Why right. did I believe then I know, and not I know. Taylor Allison Swift? It was just given and given and given. Right. Anyway, I'm not going to get into my contrition speech today. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get into the Thank facts. You. So Fast forward to 2022. Oh, well, also, let's just finish up the history. That's when Reputation, that entire era was born. Mm -hmm. That's when Taylor went into hiding. That is when Taylor, her next album that came out, the first six songs of it, everyone. Do you want to hear what our karmic rewards were from that? The first six songs of Reputation, that was our karmic rewards. And I'm sorry, (laughs) but I'm going to call it punishment. Okay? That was a sonic low point for Taylor Allison Swift. (laughs) And anyway, so... It's 2022, Taylor Swift, she has released many albums since. She's yeah. obviously, she's back in, as the focal point of pop culture as the queen that she is. And Dave Portnoy has entered the chat surrounding okay. this feud. I'm okay, so, so I would like to play I'm this so clip. I'm curious for what he said because I feel like he would be fr- Kardashian friendlies. So I'm okay. curious what he's about to say. Well, I'm going to play the clip for you so you can hear it from Thank the you. horse's mouth. Is that the phrase, the horse's mouth? Something about that, yeah. Yeah, okay. that is. First of all, it would surprise me if she didn't. That's a very Kim move. But if I were Taylor, I would have security waiting at the entrance and I would throw handcuffs on her and drag her to jail. What she did to Kim with Kanye was ridiculous. So I, for a lot of people don't actually know the story, but they edited her, her phone call and called her a liar. And then the phone call came out years later and backed up everything that Taylor Swift said. So mm-hmm. that was kind of what started me on the, you know, the Swifty path when everyone was crucifying her. I'm like, this is not right. Okay. Actually, while we're, he- while we're here, I didn't plan to play this, but it's another minute of Dave Portnoy talking about Taylor Swift. Okay. And okay. I think it begs repeating. Bears repeating. And bears repeating Chandler. Okay. Uh, everybody wants the Taylor Swift concert review. So here it is. I'll wake up. I put my top five. Um, this is him after going to the Eras tour. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yesterday my my favorite live i loved enchanted 
uh, Getaway Car, which was a special song, Getaway Car Maroon, which people are going bananas. They're like, all the all the people didn't get to go to MetLife Night One. They're like, MetLife Night One, you guys killed it. Uh, it's so unfair. Mother has favorites. It was Maroon Getaway Car. We had Ice Spice live. We premiered a video. We had a CD. Things were crazy. So yeah, it was um, it was a great show. It was a great show. It was everything I expected. And listen, I'm not like a stadium show guy generally for concerts. I like more intimate stuff. But if you're going to do a stadium show, Taylor Swift is probably like one of the few people on earth who can absolutely kill it. Because it's not just about how great her catalog is and how great she is as a performer. It's the fans. And I know everyone's like, oh, Prez, you're too old to like Taylor Swift. And you shouldn't have 9,000 friendship bracelets and blah, blah, blah. And how do you shut this thing off from blinking? I don't know. But here's the thing. There were people all ages, and everyone had a fucking ball, and everyone knows every single lyric to every single song, and it's high energy, not only from Taylor, but, like, the whole crowd for, like, three and a half hours. Nobody else can do that. Honestly, I don't think anybody else can have that energetic of a crowd dancing, screaming, yelling, and it makes a stadium show electric. So, yeah, it was everything that I expected, everything people said it would be. And honestly, if you hate Taylor Swift, I don't know why you would if you're Kanye or some scumbag. Um... Or Scooter Braun, scumbag. But if you hate Taylor, Taylor Swift, you just hate talent. Like, I, it's just to see somebody like a Taylor Swift comes around, I don't know, five of them every hundred years, ten of them. It's a, it's a generational talent that can do a stadium show like that, have everybody hanging on our every word. So if you like human talent and appreciate artistry and music and all that, you have to be a Taylor Swift fan. You almost have to go to the concert just to appreciate it. Like there's no one who can walk in there and I don't care if you're a Taylor Swift fan or not and not walk out and be like, she's fucking unbelievable so yeah it was a 10 out of 10 uh like i said enchanted get <laughs> enchanted being dave portnoy's uh one of his favorite songs was definitely not something i was expecting this tuesday or whenever i found that tweet anyway i mean could we not have put it better ourselves is this not heartwarming no i i remember watching this to be honest when it first oh really you've heard yeah. you oh really i saw it on tiktok before i went to metlife Myself. Your reaction was a little muted, and so now because it makes I've, sense. I've seen it, and I, yeah, I love that he loves Taylor, and I think everything he said is completely true. Because completely correct. So anyway, I am just going to let's end this episode, Chandler, on this yeah. moment of positivity, totally. Okay, on this life affirming message, on this man affirming message, mm -hmm. no male bashing. Dave Portnoy, thank you for loving mother, mother Taylor. Okay, everyone. Please, we implore you, hit the subscribe button on Pop Apologist. This is a critical thing you can do to help support our podcast. So please hit the subscribe button. If you're feeling extremely generous and charitable, a la starting a church like Chris Jenner, please leave us a review. Leave us a review. If you leave us a review, you will enter our $500 shopping spree giveaway, which is live to August 15th. So also you can just leave a review and to enter that giveaway... Sorry, a little bit of housekeeping at the end, but just reminding people, we do have some exciting fun stuff going right now. So if you leave us a review or if you share the podcast on your stories, including a link of your favorite episode and why you love the show, you can get entered into winning our $500 shopping spree giveaway. So that's super, super exciting. And then don't forget that this month, the show is sponsored by Casita Jewelry. So go to casitajewelry.com for 30% off whatever you want site-wide. Huge discount. Just use code POPAPOLOGIST. 
And with that, we will see you on Patreon on Friday. Love you guys. Bye. Love you. That's all for now, folks. Don't forget, give us a five-star review. Hit us up on Instagram at Apologists, and we will see you next week, live every Wednesday. Hey, hey, it's Donna from Daily Dose of Donna. Every weekday afternoon on the Daily Dose of Donna podcast, I cover all of the reality TV and celeb gossip and breaking news. I'm a former TV casting director. My husband works in reality TV, and I live for the housewives, the sister wives, the southern charmers, and the summer housers. And let's be honest, all of the drama. I'll give you a day's worth of celebrity and reality news weekday afternoons in just under an hour. New episodes of Daily Dose of Donna post weekday afternoons and are now available in video on Spotify. Subscribe to Daily Dose of Donna. That's D-A-N-A on your podcast app.